0: Hey there, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to give you a quick heads up about the content of this show. This podcast tells authentic stories of empowerment after adversity. As such, there may be mentions or descriptions of abuse, including emotional, physical, sexual and financial abuse. There may also be mentions of death, divorce and parental alienation. Other topics may be brought up that could be triggering or otherwise upsetting. So please be mindful and listen at your own discretion. Also, I am not a physician or a mental health professional. I am sharing my own experiences and opinions, backing them with my own research. But this podcast is meant to educate and inspire, not to treat any condition or provide medical, financial or legal advice. If you are experiencing a crisis and need any kind of support, please reach out to a qualified, licensed professional. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to The Power Talk, the podcast that puts self-empowerment at the very core of self-development, transformation, and growth. I am your host Sophie Marie, I am a Lebanese American millennial, author, life coach and Reiki master. But my life experience has made me an expert in taking my power back from abusive people, starting over many times after hitting rock bottom, and finally creating the life I always wanted for myself. And today I have become passionate about helping you take your power back stand up for yourself and live a happy life. On this show, we discuss how taking your power back can be the key to living a healthier, healthier and more fulfilling life. We explore how to walk away from people and situations that no longer serve you, find your purpose, heal and live your best life. If you're looking for practical tips, a sprinkle of spirituality, a whole lot of down-to-earth advice and inspiring stories, you are in the right place. Please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Power Talk. After taking a break for the months of August, I am happy to be back and excited to talk to you again. Quick note, if you are hearing a water sound in the background, it's because I am sitting at my partner's desk. I have to have the air conditioner on because of my pets and because it's a very hot day today. So I am in the one area of the house where you don't hear the air conditioner, but my partner has a fish tank on her desk. So you're going to hear relaxing water sounds instead. Hopefully they are relaxing to you. And I think it is much better than what you would have heard if I had done this with the sound of the air conditioner in the background. So bear with me. Today I'm talking about revenge. And more specifically, discussing whether revenge can be a good source of motivation. Let me begin by sharing with you a fantasy that I sometimes allow myself to daydream and get lost in. In the fantasy i am back in my hometown i am driving a luxury sports car dressed from head to toe in designer clothes with the iconic quilted chanel tote bag hanging from my shoulder my hair makeup and nails are impeccable my skin looks amazing my perfume is delicious and luxurious i am in my healthiest fittest and sexiest shape And maybe I even have a little fur fur dog poking its head out of my Chanel bag. I mean, hey, don't judge me, it's my fantasy, okay? The point is, I am so happy. Everything is thriving in my life and not just materially speaking. I am incredibly successful in my career. My home life is a dream come true. And I am surrounded by people I love and care about unconditionally and who love and care about me. I am married to the love of my life and our family life is wonderful. So I step out of my luxury sports car to walk into Starbucks to get frou-frou some ice water or into some restaurant. and Then I run into my three main abusers, my abusive mother and the two other close relatives who made my life an absolute hell during my teenage and early adult years. These people see me and they realize it's me. It's the girl they relentlessly bullied, abused, sabotaged, and tried to destroy so many times. And now they see me and their mouths are hanging wide open and yet they're unable to say anything because they are so much in shock to see the best version of me. And in that fantasy of mine, somehow they start digging around to find out that the girl that they caused to become homeless now owns a magnificent house and multiple properties around the world. That the girl whose education and career they sabotaged is now a best-selling author, a successful business owner, has given a TED talk and travels the world to give addresses and teach workshops that empower people. That the girl who they threw all those stones at took them and built one hell of an empire with them. (sighs) Often, when I am in this fantasy, My thoughts drift to another incident that happened in real life when I was 20. It was around the dinner table, and my relatives had several guests. We never sat at the dinner table unless there were guests. The conversation somehow ended up moving to designer bags, and my mother, being the class act that she is, that's totally ironic by the way, she bragged about how she bought her designer bag from Chinatown in New York she bragged about her bags being fake, and about only spending $50 on them instead of the hundreds or thousands that people spent on the real deal. I remembered even how one time, when we had first moved to the States, she dragged me in New York into a back alley that looked like the kind of place where you can get killed, literally only to buy a disgusting Chanel-style fanny pack from someone who was selling fake bags. So during that conversation at the dinner table, when I was asked if I had any fake designer bags because everybody was feeling like my mother was being so savvy with her fake bags, I said no. But maybe I was being naive and desperate for approval I revealed that my dream was to become a best-selling author, and to buy myself a real Chanel tote bag when that happened as a reward to myself. When I said those words, everyone, almost everyone, just burst in laughter. And my mother's laughter was the loudest, the exaggerated cackling of a stereotypical villainous fairy tale old hag, like the ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, you beat the apple, Snow White, you know, like Like in that old Snow White movie from Disney from the 1930s, you know how the witch is? That was literally my mother. She pretended to choke on her food and to cry with laughter, and then she looked at me and she said, this would never happen, that I would never become a best-selling author, and that I might as well count my losses and let her buy me a $50 fake Chanel bag because she could guarantee me that I would never even make a total of $50 from any books that I sold. In that moment, with my cheeks burning with humiliation and frankly anger, I swore to myself, silently this time, that I would make it, no matter what. I would become a best-selling author during my lifetime, and I would treat myself to the Chanel bag of my dreams as a symbol of me successfully reaching this milestone. So today I want to explore the theme of revenge and discuss with you something that came up the other night when my partner and I were having a conversation about life and goals and motivation. Let me start with that saying that goes, the best revenge is a life well lived. Now, as much as I am a fan of Quentin Tarantino movies, I believe this saying is true because most importantly, I am the living proof of that. I may not be living this life of luxury and glamour that I described earlier, and even if I do reach that level of success, it may not exactly look like that, and that's fine. But every day I wake up in my current life, in my present reality, is a reminder that I have already gotten my revenge on my abusers, and I get to live it every single day. I get to wake up peacefully next to someone I love, and who loves me in a healthy way. There is no screaming, no door slamming, and no danger. And okay, fine, this morning I was startled when I heard my partner yell, and I haven't fully woken up back then, but she was yelling because the dog had pooped inside the house, and that's pretty much justified, but I told you. The fantasy may be perfect, but even when you start living the life of your dreams, it's not going to be perfect because it's life. When I step out of my bedroom, I am greeted by my pets who are all healthy and happy and definitely well fed. This one is big because my abusers tried so hard to get me to get rid of my beloved cat, and they even attempted to hurt her at one point. Then I sit down to drink my morning coffee in peace, with no one bothering me, no one picking at me, no one forcing me to put disgusting powdered milk into my coffee. Yes, if you're thinking, what the fuck? At one point in my life, that was the fight that would take place every single morning. I was forced to put disgusting powdered milk in my coffee. And I don't like drinking dairy milk. I eat cheese on occasion, but I don't drink dairy milk. And I've never enjoyed drinking dairy milk. But there was a point where I was forced to do it just because I didn't like it for no other logical reason, not even the whole calcium thing, because there are other ways of getting calcium. But I did not like dairy milk and I was forced to drink it in my morning coffee not even in a separate cup, but in my morning coffee for no other logical reason than a need and a desire from the other person to assert dominance. Today, I enjoy the safety of my space, a happy space where I can recharge my batteries and create and blossom without the fear of someone intruding on me, invading that space, barging in, and being physically abusive, or emotionally abusive, or abusive in other ways. There was a time where I was forced to share a bedroom with my abusive mother. There was a time where I wasn't allowed to have a dog lock on my door, and my abusers came in at any time to do whatever they wanted to do, and I had no way to stop them. And there was a time where I didn't even have a home because my abusers succeeded in making sure I become homeless as a way to punish me for wanting independence and a life of my own. Today I enjoy the luxury that is privacy. My phone can be on do not disturb and there will not be any horrific consequences like being physically assaulted or yelled at or thrown out of my home because I did not pick up my abusers calls immediately. My abusers don't even have my phone number. They can't blow up my phone with abusive calls and messages anymore. Very few people can reach me. Actually, very few people have my number, only good people, only people I love, care about, and want to give this kind of access to me. And today I have all the basic blessings that I prayed for, for so long, not knowing if or when I would finally be able to make them happen for myself. And this is my revenge. I am not many times wealthier than my abusers. My current space is smaller than theirs. I don't currently own a vehicle. I haven't really traveled much. I still haven't completed my college degree. And I'm working a day job that they would most likely look down upon, in fact, when I still had contact with them, they would make fun of me for doing this kind of work or any kind of work, actually, which is hilarious, but that's a subject for another podcast episode. They would say things like, we shouldn't have brought you to America. It was a waste since nothing came out of you. And their idea of nothing came out of me is that I did not go down the career path that they wanted to force down my throat and they cannot choose me as their cash cow. So yeah, that's me not amounting to anything. And that's fine. I don't take comments like these personally anymore, and I'm fine with not having the same kind of wealth or status that they do, because I have secured things that are way more important than anything and everything these people have. Things like true peace, things like genuine, authentic, and loyal relationships, things like real love, Things like friendship and companionship and laughter and real fun. Things like healing and growth, a tremendous amount of growth. Things that they will never, ever have because they are incapable of understanding what all those things mean, what they truly mean, the value of those things. They will never understand that. Because their minds are not wired in a way where they can even begin to comprehend what it is, what it truly feels, what it truly means to experience all those things. And this is my true revenge. With this said, I wonder if sometimes the idea of revenge can be used as a source of motivation. If perhaps in order to make this image of success attached to the fantasy I shared with you earlier come true, maybe doing it for revenge could be a good idea. I don't think I have a definitive answer, but after thinking about it and thinking about it, this is what I realized. Maybe revenge can offer a quick, effective boost of motivation. Maybe when I am burnt out and unable to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and by that I mean the level of success that allows me to quit my day job and be a full-time author, motivational speaker, and content creator, and move on with the next stage of my life, the stage of my life where I can actually afford to start a family. Maybe in those moments, thinking about my abusers' faces and thinking about them losing their crap when they find out how successful I am can help me get up and get my head together so I can focus and figure out what steps to take to reach my goal. But revenge should not be the only motivator, and this is important. It can be good, it can be useful, it can be easy to reach when you're struggling to take off. But it should not be the only fuel that you use throughout your journey towards your dreams and goals and your best life. Let me give you a recent example. A few weeks ago, I went to Top Golf. To celebrate a loved one's birthday. It was my first time ever playing golf, and I think, I'm not entirely certain, but I think I was the only person at that party who wasn't a seasoned golfer. And As you can imagine, I'm not really good at sports, so I struggled a lot. I hit the ball a couple of times, but I mostly swung the bat or the thing, the club, right? And I hit the grass. I hit the grass so many times. I honestly had no idea what I was doing. And I laughed at myself a lot because that's the only thing you can do in such situations when you're at a golf course and it's hot and it's loud and you're dressed nicely but sweating and your makeup is is melting off and you have to run to the bathroom every now and then to refresh your makeup and drink something cold to not melt literally. Laughing at yourself. It's never a bad idea. But towards the end of the party, something about that satisfying clink noise that the metal club tip thingy makes when it hits the ball made me think of a Tarantino movie. Again, <laughs> my thing was Tarantino movies. And when it was my turn to play, I allowed myself to imagine that the balls I was hitting were actually my abusers. And not just my abusers, not just people who had... Uh, hurt me in the past, but also things and abstract concepts I was angry or annoyed at. And I became so focused on channeling that anger and those feelings of injustice and betrayal and annoyance that I kept hitting those balls and sending them flying very, very far. I still don't know the technicalities of a golf game and what you call the holes and the courses and all that, but I got a lot of balls in the holes and I scored more points than I ever had before. But after a while, I found myself letting go of the negative feelings I was projecting on those balls and subsequently smacking with all my might. And I enjoyed my newfound confidence in the game just for the fun of it. I was in the moment. I enjoyed the natural high that comes with doing something fun and physical and feeling like I was finally getting increasingly better at it. And this made me realize how the desire for revenge can be a good motivator, especially when people have laughed at you, put you down, proclaim that you would never amount to anything, especially when they have hurt you so much and for so long and use their power and privilege to put so many obstacles your way so you would not amount to anything. Especially when they are the kind of people who aren't happy to have everything, but also need other people to have nothing so they can feel good about themselves. But again, revenge cannot be your sole motivator. It's like caffeine, think of it this way. A cup of coffee or an energy drink is good when you need a boost in the morning. But if you're depending on it all day long, and if it's the only thing that's keeping you going, it's going to cause you more harm than good. And the same applies to revenge. It's a good way to give yourself the boost you need to get started or to get to the next stage. But there needs to be something else, something healthier, something more sustainable, something that allows you to enjoy and be proud of the efforts you are putting into your desires, your goals and your vision. I want to live that fantasy one day I want the luxury car and the little fur fur dog poking its head out of a Chanel bag to become my reality. And it's not just because I want to make my abusers green with jealousy. I don't really even care about them. It's not because I want to prove to them that I am finally good enough and deserving of respect. Because I never will be good enough for them, no matter how successful or wealthy or well-connected I become. I found that out years ago and it was a turning point for me when I realized that I would never be good enough for them, no matter what I did. And that everything that I put effort into from that moment on should be done for me and just for me. And I want to reach my potential. I want to be successful and enjoy the fruits of my success and my labor for me, not for them, not for my abusers and adversaries and bullies. And all the other people who took intense pleasure in hurting me and watching me suffer and struggle. I want to share whatever success I achieve and blessings I secure for myself with the people I love and who have been there for me from the start and believed in me even at times where I struggled to believe in myself. So to finish this, I'd like for you to take the chance to reflect on the theme of revenge and the role it plays in your life. Would it be useful for you to use it as a catalyst for change? Or is the need for revenge dominating your motives far too much in a way that prevents you from enjoying the journey and experiencing healthier emotions? Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for another one. Before you go, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review This helps me a lot as I grow this podcast and my platform. I would also like to invite you to follow me on social media, pre-order my upcoming book Empowered, and look at everything I have to offer by clicking on the link in the show notes. Much, much love to you all, and I will see you soon. Bye.